Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Parkinson's Recovery Radio Show Network. I am your host, Robert Rogers, the founder of Parkinson's Recovery in 2004. As you can well see by the date when we were founded, we have been documented a wide variety of approaches and therapies that are helping individuals currently diagnosed with neurological challenges and in particular Parkinson's disease now for over a decade and a half. I have two absolutely amazing guests for the show today that you are going to find will be providing some information that is revolutionary and that I think is going to support your ability to move through these challenging times when most of us, it turns out, are on what I would describe to be a lockdown. We're all really sequestered in our homes, at least most of us. A lot of our jobs have been closed down. Uh, but both Jill Madsen and Cherry Edwards, my two guests, um, have some amazing suggestions for you that I think you'll find will really be absolutely spectacular. Well, Jill, first let me start with you and ask if you could to tell us a little bit about yourself. Hmm. I was a musician when I was a little tiny girl. It's always been integral in my life. In midlife, I had kind of a crisis in that, um, or um, an epiphany. I was writing a novel, and it was an autobiography of God. It was about um, the, how the Bible would look differently if you were God as opposed to a human. I started in the Old Testament, and I was um, constantly making excuses for God. The Old Testament God isn't always very nice. And the the crisis that I had was that I was very sincere about my beliefs in Christianity, but I I couldn't have, uh, accept that God was petty or nasty or whatever in the, as he was portrayed in the Old Testament. I decided that I would no longer accept any religious doctrine unless it had a God that was love and loving. Um, thinking that, you know, if I have a mean God, then what does that make me? Um, so anyway, I went on this personal quest from that, um, looking for the highest version of God, of God's love, or of love. And I started off um, looking for a different version of the Bible, the Old Testament, and got into the Babylonian stuff, and uh, quickly the Kabbalists, and right over into the Sumerian Zoroastrian mysteries which I hadn't really heard about before, I really loved. And I'm a musician, and I'm searching for definitions of love. And as I go through religious doctrine, and shortly after the Sumerian, I went into ancient Egypt, read the papyri many, many, many times, and then I went off to ancient China, to the Hindu stuff, and all over the globe. And I spent, I don't know, 20 years doing this. And I'm quite the geek. So... What I learned through going through antiquity and religious docu- documents was that their whole view of the world was so much different than ours. Their idea of magic, shaman, um, their superstitions were all based in quantum, me- quantum mechanics and physics. 
although they didn't have the sciences we did, if you look at their practices, they're now um, conforming to quantum physics. They were shaping subtle energies. They were healing through, um, because they didn't have computers, they were healing through sound practices that would heal your organs, your disease, your mood, give you virtue, um, change people, um, alter civilizations. They were doing unbelievable stuff. And I'm a musician. So I would just read about these um, practices that were developed by the best, the cream of the crop of the ancient world over thousands of years, and they were fabulous. And what I've found is um, most of them can be recreated today, and many, though not all, but many can be confirmed by science or at least conform to um, theories. And I also say that people tend to say sometimes that if something can't be proved by science, it's not true. Well, when it comes to very tiny, subtle energies, it's more like something we have to wait until science advances enough to study such energies. So I present in modern terms with modern science when I can ancient ways of using vibration, sound, and music to alter everything and make your life better. Thank you, Jill. What an amazing history. It's very clear to me that the future of medicine really rests with sound, and we have, as a guest on the radio show today, the true pioneer of sound therapy or bioacoustic therapy, Sherry Edwards. Sherry, thank you so much for being on the show today. Tell us all about yourself. Well, it's awesome to be on the show, and I want to tell you, Jill's not only a musician, she's an artist, she's an author, and she's a fairy. She is just this little sprite, Tinkerbell kind of energy, and I absolutely love it. Um, I first came on your show several years ago when you were dealing with Parkinson's people, and we had uh, done a research project here at the Institute of Bioacoustic Biology, and here we stick a microphone in front of somebody's face. We take a 30-second vocal sample of the frequencies of their voice, we consider that a holographic representation of all that the person is, and we found a set of numbers and a matrix that indicated these people have Parkinson's. And one of the very first people we did, Miriam, um, it was awesome. We gave her the numbers for her to back it off, by changing the energy that Jill's talking about, and she could smell again. And she went to the local grocery and was smelling the cantaloupe, and it was awesome, and you wrote an article about her and put it in your Parkinson's recovery. Since then, we have been doing lots of things with Parkinson's people, mainly indicating that not all Parkinson's diagnosis is accurate. There's actually about 15 other diagnoses, and we're able to tell those apart, like stiff man syndrome, vaccine damage, uh, tetanus. Um, boy, uh, it can be nutritional. It can be nerves. It can be brain damage. It can be inflammation. So we created a program 
that people can learn online and learn our techniques um, and test themselves and see what is real. I think medicine misses the boat when they say you have Parkinson. They they put everybody in this bucket, and it's not really it's not true. We can separate it, and we can give people the individuation that modern medicine is putting aside. They're treating everybody the same, and that I don't I don't agree with that. So that's what we do here at the institute. And our latest project is Corona and Corona conflicts. We have um, done the research. We know what the nutrition is. Actually, we wrote an article in 2000. It was published in Nexus and said, this is coming. All these superbugs, it's coming. You better pay attention to how we can uh, kill this with frequency. And nobody would. So last August, we wrote another article, Robert O'Leary, um, a lawyer that works with us, and it was published in Nexus about how 5G, even 4G, affected people's ability to uh, keep their immune system up and starve off all these pathogens. So we began to look at it in earnest in January, and we found a lot of incredible information that we can share later. But we want to know, I want people to know that we are giving away the Corona Conflict software access. And we'll talk later about how they can look at that and they can see what nutrition they need, what would support their immune system, and do they really have this bug. Sherry, many listeners who are sinking into the kind of history that you're reporting of the work that you've done are wondering, how in the world can Sherry Edwards figure out a diagnosis that is what's really going on in the body? And even further, how can she do something about it? How in the world do you make all that happen with sound? Well, you're going to get me into trouble using the word diagnosis. But we can create management reports and tell the status of what is going on in your body. Now, we have a hidden ace in the hole. I have very unusual hearing and very unusual vocal properties. I can hear the autoacoustic emission coming from a human. John Hopkins has done some work with that, Wendell Brown. And there is a sound coming out of your ear, but it's usually way above normal hearing. I hear it. And when there is a problem that the numbers can't figure out, well, this is in the beginning, I can look at a person's picture. I can listen to them. I can hear what's going on. And then we go back to their voice to try to trace it down. Your daughter that we helped is one of those people. And this is where esoteric and science comes together. And that's what Jill is working on. She's written an incredible book called Lost Waves of Time. And it's how all of these different um, societies used sound to heal. And in a lot of cases, it's just based on numbers. So we tried to put those two together. I could probably make zillions of dollars just doing this for people. 
but I wanted it to stay. I want it to be on the planet after I die. Uh, so we put together a program to teach people to do this. And the first part of it's free. The more advanced you get and the more accurate um, your, your, I can't say diagnosis. I want to. The more accurate you get at doing this as we help you, we go from absolutely free to the public to very professional uh, wellness providers. So we've uh, put it all in a computer where people in ancient times used to do it just by intuitiveness. I think this was an ancient topic and we somehow forgot. And I think Jill's books is going to help bring this back. Many people these days are really frightened and scared they're going to get sick. It sounds like the two of you have got some solutions that people really need to know about. Tell us all about that. Well, I've written uh, several articles, and we will give it to you to show to people, but we've given them options about what's going on. And one of the options is Jill's music Early on, maybe 10 years ago, we uh, were looking with Ebola and trying to help people with that, and we're looking for colds and um, lung issues. And James Marshall wrote some music for it, and it worked. There was one lady that was in our deathbed, and we played um, James Marshall's music, and she came out of it. And using the same extrapolation and music, well, physical notes that we found, Jill created, I think, 18 songs with the frequencies that we have that counteract the corona. And Jill can tell you a lot more than me how she did it because I'm musically illiterate. But I can tell you that it gives you vitamin C, vitamin D, it gives you clathrin and a lot of other things that protect your cells. It puts up a wall against not only corona, but all the other bugs that are going to come after. So, Sherry, I know a number of members of my audience are taking vitamin C supplements. Are you saying that you can deliver vitamin C through sound? It certainly looks like it. If you get too much vitamin C, you get dry mouth and a loose stool, and we have the numbers that give you exactly that reaction. Maybe you want to talk a little bit uh, about uh, another case you know about to look at the efficacy of what's going on here. So uh, tell me more, Sherry. I was specifically asking you to talk about Adrian. Oh, yes, my daughter. (laughs) So Sherry has been instrumental in being able to support my daughter's very serious and chronic illness last year. She was having repeated chronic episodes of pain that were excruciating. They were really intolerable. The medical people worked with her for, get this, four months in the hospital. She saw every imaginable specialist, 
and I do mean every possible specialist. People came in, they recommended one surgery after another. Adrian had enough sense to be able to say no to all of that. But over the course of those four months in the hospital as an inpatient, she began to get worse and worse and worse. So I finally went down to San Francisco. I was able to get her out of the hospital and to home, and gradually we began working with Sherry Edwards and some other uh, healthcare professionals. Sherry, bless her heart, worked very, very intensively to figure out what in the world was going on with Adrienne's condition. It wound up being that Sherry was able to identify that she actually had a very rare genetic condition, as many as perhaps 20 people in the world had this. Uh, Sherry then formulated some sounds that we began to have uh, Adrian listen to during the evening time. And gradually, week by week, Adrian got healthier and better and stronger. I was finally able actually to leave from being there with her for three months. And today, she's really doing beautifully, I have to say. I mean, it's uh, sufficient to say that she really has her life back. And for all of that, I am profoundly thankful to Sherry. We obviously had been considering all sorts of different options for Adrian's ability to get well. And as it turned out, Sherry was the one person that was wound, wound up being really the person who had the answers that nobody else could find. So Sherry, from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank you for the wonderful contribution you made to my daughter and also to me and my entire family. I want to ask you a question. When you said this to the medical uh, community, what she needed, were they able to provide this enzyme? No. Uh, so I took your information to her medical doctor, who's really quite excellent. And I said, listen, uh, could you possibly conduct some tests to confirm that this was what uh, the uh, my friend, I, I referred uh, to you as my friend, and of course that is true, uh, came up with? And the medical doctor very generously said, I'll be happy to look into this. Uh, about two weeks later, she gave me a call back while I was in San Francisco, and she said, so, uh, Robert, I've really investigated this. I've talked to our specialist. I've talked to our neurologist, and no one really has any way to do a test to figure out what this seems to be, so we really can't help you. And then they, she sort of referred me out to somebody, I believe, at Stanford uh, to some other kind of specialty unit. But her answer was that they thought it was interesting, but they had really no tests, no way of being able to support and confirm what Sherry had come up with. So I think it's one way of saying that when somebody really has a condition that's very serious and very chronic, it's really time to be able to think outside the box to figure out whether ways, other ways of being able to figure out what's going on and what you can do about it. Well, we figured out what the frequencies were for this enzyme, and that's what she has on the tone box. And when you think about ancient times, they didn't have the computers and stuff and electronics. They did it with music. So we're just carrying on that tradition with a modern twist. And yes, thankfully, you have been able had, to... The, the ancient people had a tremendous application for sound. They were going in and... Um, you know, making your bones feel faster. They were um, changing pretty much any illness you had. They had a song for it. And their tools would be pitches. Their tools would be rhythms. 
and also um, intervals and the, the harmonic structures between them. And the harmonics of mu- music are found in um, the body processes. And you can look at the mathematics that occurs in nature and their bodies and come up with music that literally tunes us. That means helps you mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Um, they use sounds to develop clairaudience, clairvoyance, and different gifts like that. They use sound to restore memory and thinking. Um, they use sound to alter and improve relationships and virtues, personalities. They use sound to rehabilitate criminals and um, in a much kinder way than we do. And, um, and it wasn't with a computer, but they were, they were techniques. And they're very easy to do, and most of them are free. And they work. And there's no shortage of sound. Jill, some people have problems with talking. They really don't have a voice that's strong. Would sound help a person with those challenges? Of course it would. Um, Hazrat Inyat Khan from the Sufi tradition notes that you can listen to the voice of anybody and pretty much determine their status in life. He suggests, for example, somebody who's wealthy has different tones in their voice than somebody who doesn't have wealth and needs some financial assistance. And um, in the the voice is um, a capacity for every single frequency. Your body needs everyone for health and in balanced proportions. And your body is conscious. So your body knows what tones are missing. Although my conscious mind doesn't, my body does. For example, in one ancient practice, you just make a siren sound, like, ooh. don't know if you noticed. But on the way up, my voice skipped. That's because I'm missing that frequency at the moment. A health problem. It's going to cause me a little pain here or there. And if I were to simply work and allow my voice to keep going over that pitch range where I had to jump, I'm creating the frequency that I need. I'm self-healing. Or if I simply started a low tone, a comfortable one in my voice, and just, just utter it, and if I let go of control, and then my body will take it, which is conscious, my body will get stuck on tones that it needs. It will alter my voice. I'm just breathing and making a sound. The voice pitch will change. My body's in charge. My body knows what I need. And as Sherry was saying, she has a beautiful, fantastic, miraculous hearing in which she can hear out acoustic emissions. So when you have an illness, your body's broadcasting the frequencies it needs for repairs. Your body knows what's wrong and what's needed. And there's just one example, um, how Sherry's work and my work dovetails. She's bringing you the computer version, the version that I think science should look at and confirm. And um, medicine will skyrocket forward. And she's been very careful to not allow that into the hands of selfish views so that the people can have that. 
And my work is the bringing back the ancient customs and traditions, techniques, to uh, change every aspect of your life. Um, most powerful way would be by altering your voice. And then there's other techniques as well. Can I ask Jill a question? Please. Jill, when uh, I know, but explain this to others. When you do your music, it's not something you're setting down creating. It just comes through you somehow. And is this beautiful, incredible, etheric music. How did you combine your talent with the frequencies for the corona so that you can create all of this music that you're giving away? Well, um, I'm very sensitive, and I hear sounds. I guess that's clear audience. So sometimes I feel like I'm a secretary, and I'm just writing down music that I hear clairaudiently. Sometimes I think I'm composing the sounds myself, and I'm just humming along, finding something that I like. And afterwards, I see all kinds of mathematical patterns in that I had no conscious of, and I'm sure they did not um, happen by without help. So I feel that I'm given a lot of help, even in performing the musical instruments. I can feel someone move in the back and help me perform. So uh, that just creates very lovely music that, and all music has gifts. Um, and then what I've done is Sherry has been so generous just to share the frequencies, the um, what you would put in tone boxes, and to support the body um, in the immune system. And she gave that to me, and I was able to replicate that to the 100th degree of ascent, making it very accurate. And then I created it in binaural beats, so it's, it's better if you listen to it with headphones. It still works without, but stronger with headphones. For at a certain low bass tone, when you pan to the right and the left and use headphones, you get these little tones and um, it somehow wakes up your left and right hemisphere in your brain and your brain averages them and creates um, what's called a binaural beat. This happens because we evolved over, I don't know, what, millions of years and we didn't have headphones for the most part. So we're not used to hearing sounds panned right or left. So this is a new kind of a thing, and this like perks up both brain hemispheres, and it creates a frequency right in the center of your head. And that's really um, my way of thinking is that by creating that pulse in a brain wave, creating that sound with the instrument being right and left hemisphere, you get a nice natural wave with lots of information and lots of accurate harmonics that the body thrives on. Um, I also put it in several octaves, thinking that not everybody has the same quality speakers. I don't know, I have some speakers that are really good, and others that are kind of thin. So not all speakers have capacity to broadcast those uh, frequency ranges. So I have them in different octaves, um, to be as sure that I can accommodate as many listeners as possible. And giving the comments that we're getting, um, 
it's working. Um, and I might also say that the sounds, um, they're little tiny tones that you don't notice in the background of the music. Much like you hear around yourself, and yet Sherry's telling you at present is these little acoustic emissions, and they, we don't even, we're not conscious of them, yet our body receives them. It's a much smaller, um, higher frequency than what we consider or what we listen to. But yet it's really impactual on the body. So I would also say that loud in your face sound um, isn't necessarily stronger. And that's what you'll uh, you'll get some, I think, some organic um, frequencies given to us, gifted to us by Sherry. Where can they get you these, Jill? Um, two places. Um, frequenciesfordefense.org. Um, and I put them also on my other website because sometimes if the people, enough people are on it at the same time, um, the site gets a little overloaded. So I also put them on jillswingsoflight.com. And you can also listen to them on YouTube, for that matter, under my channel, Jill Manson. And they're free. Should people begin listening to these sounds right now? Excuse me? Should people begin listening to your sounds today, right now? Well, it does support you. Think of it this way. Think of um, in the walled city, like in the time of um, the Bible. You know, you have a walled city for protection. And your enemies are going to attack. Let's say your energy, enemies um, always act in the same way. They always attack from the back, or they always attack the third brick to the right. Um, Sherry's able to identify, um, particularly towards the coronavirus, but other immune deficiencies as well, um, which blocks the enemy comes in and destroys. And when the enemy destroys certain nutrients and things in your body, then there's a, a weak spot, and the virus can get in. So when she says that she's given us sounds to create a wall of defense against the coronavirus, that's exactly what she means. And I would suggest if you would like that or like the immune system boost, why would you not listen to them? They're very pleasant. There are 71 minutes of music. Um, they're in various key signatures, which is healthy. And you can pick what you like. We've also put up positive and negative reactions. We had one person who said, I've listened to this continuously for three days, and now I have a migraine. Well, they probably should listen to it like uh, a little bit at a time and then maybe another one. There's 18 to choose from, isn't that right? Jill, mm-hmm. so yes. find one that uh, is compatible with them. But here are the overdoses, dry mouth and loose bowel. So if you start that, back off and don't listen as much. But if you don't like the music, don't listen to it. That's your body's cue that that's not for you. And also I would say that um, people like music in different key signatures. For example, I always like music and D. Now, I'm a musician, well-trained, and I'll give you a pile of reasons why I like this song over that song, and I might believe what I'm telling you. 
But in truth, my body releases endorphins when it gets what it needs for healing. How beautiful is that? You know, we love what heals us. It feels good. So in the songs, there's 18 of them in there and many different key signatures. So you might like song six and I might like song seven because our bodies are different. So that's another reason why there's selection. And um, as Sherry was saying, dosage is important. It's probably not going to be enough to listen, um, you know, a minute or two. There's 71 minutes to choose from. But you can't listen all the time either or else you get an overdose of those frequencies. They get out of balance by being too abundant. And she has shared that if you have dry mouth or loose stool, you're overdosing on the music. There's been a lot of people pick up what Jill's been doing. MIT, there was an article came out a few days ago. MIT has created music for the coronavirus. I think it's awesome. People are catching up with us and bringing out these ancient things so it can give people back power and allow them less fear. That's a real biggie. Right now, a lot of people are in fear. And I just heard somebody say, we're going to make you wear masks till 2022. I mean, to say something like that out loud is, is terrorizing to people. It takes away your freedom uh, to be an American. So that's what my company and Jill's Asha, a wonderful music uh, is trying to help people to dispel the fear and put their own health back into their own hands. And speaking of fear, one way the ancients, um, particularly the Pythagoreans, um, modulated negative energies was they had techniques to locate each individual emotion, vibrate it so that it was loose enough to, to release from your body. Um, it's called cathartic music. And I have cathartic music on my website going through a dozen common emotions. And um, I'm very sensitive, so I can feel like a negative emotion actually pop out of my body, like I'm burping out of a location in my body or something. So um, included within the free tract is also one called Mimulus and, and Rock Rose, which also contains the frequency of the, uh, the flower um, remedy. And both of them give you um, courage and peace and um, uh, help you overcome fear and doubt and so forth. So there are other musical um, gifts in the music. I have the frequencies of 12 flower remedies and 12 crystals, which are very high vibrational, feel good, um, usually if you do Karelian photography before and after, um, you'll see that your aura lights up, meaning you have more vitalizing subtle energy that can enter your system. And it, it feels good. It's calming. It's peaceful. It can take you into homeostasis where your body repairs. So it's a really nice combo of Sherry's healing and... Um, music that works on other levels, on your emotions, in a positive way. 
the MIT article, I'm just looking at it, and it says an artificial intelligence system that turns the coronavirus structure into music can help scientists spot details about COVID-19 that a microscope would miss. I just, uh, that opens a new world. There was another article about three years ago from MIT as well, and it included Mark Bueller. I believe he's also a scientist working on um, putting the coronavirus um, to music. But what he found was that when scientists try to replicate something from nature and fail, and in this example it was spider silk, which is strong and also very flexible, and this huge team of very impressive people were failing, failing, failing. And there was a musician on the team, and he did this. He has signed in the amino acids of um, the spider silk. He assigned frequencies and created music. He found that spider silk made beautiful music. There's all the synthetic ones. The science were coming up was very discordant. And they finally did succeed in their quest, and they did it by having the musician lead the way, create, um, use, use the elements that were possible um, that they had available and organize them in a manner that created very pleasing and harmonious music. And they were able to replicate spider silk with flexibility and strength. How cool is that? Really? Totally cool. If somebody has just had a test result indicating that they do have the coronavirus, should they start listening to some of your musics? If it's pleasing to them, yes. But the other thing they can do is go to our website, soundhealthportal.com, and choose under services, Corona Conflicts. And we can do an analysis of their voice and send them a report and tell them what's going on. People who are just coming out of Corona have a lot of B notes, people abundance. And people who are just going into it has an absence of the notes of C and some of C sharp So not only can we do an evaluation for them, and it's free, but we have created a class for them where they can, if they watch the class and they get the code, they can join the portal, the Sound Health portal, for free and do this on their own and not go through us at all. Wow, that's beautiful. It is beautiful. So people go to the website and they have to submit a very short, maybe 30-second or a minute audio recording of their voice, and then you do an analysis of that. Is that the procedure, Sherry? Yes, uh, 30 seconds, uh, but they have to have the right microphone. People are turning in um, samples that they're doing over their phone, and they just are not very accurate. They're leaving off the whole low end of their voice. The um, microphone they can get from um, Amazon, and on the portal where it gives you instructions, it tells you 
uh, what microphone to get. So about for about forty dollars, and that's what it costs for the microphone. They can see if they've been exposed and what nutrients they need. A lot of people are having trouble with glutathione because glutathione's frequency is the same as the frequency for this uh, pathogen. There's a competition in the cell. Along comes glutathione, uh, an amino acid, and it comes to the cell, and if it's the right lock and key, the cell will open. So along comes this pathogen that is the same frequency as the natural substance of the body, and the cell opens, and then it starts setting up housekeeping, starts replicating itself. Its byproducts are what make you sick. So part of this computer program is also to lock down the cell so the pathogen can't get in. So people can do this on their own or we can do it for them, but they, that microphone is really an important step. And if I had the money, I'd buy everyone a microphone. And Sherry, in terms of the sounds that you sent for Adrian to listen to, my sense was that some of them were not audible. That is, they were low, but we actually could not hear the sounds that she needed to be able to absorb into her body. Is that a correct assessment? Well, when you go down to the magnetic and electrical potentials of the body, that's below hearing, but your skin and your ears really hear it, uh, and we can see that there is an uptake by the brain, but we want these sounds as low as possible. We want them in a brain wave range to see where this is coming in. It comes in as the magnetic potential first, then it becomes electrical because those two go together with the body. Then it begins to process everything around the body, and as Jill said, it will attack the most vulnerable point. There was mention earlier that the 5G technology that's now being implemented uh, throughout many, many large cities in the world may be creating some issues connected to the virus. So could you talk a little bit more about that and what can people do about that? Well, that's something that's not come up. But if you read this article, and it's August last year in Nexus, N-E-X-U-S, and it says that the 5G makes the cell vulnerable to this pathogenic attack. And one of the things that has not come up yet is that with the animals, the bacterial um, and the virus will open the animals to more rabies. So we'll see if that comes up. But that article has called every shot from the loss of the uh, taste and smell to the iron, uh, that's a biggie. It attacks the iron so the hemoglobin can't move around the body and repair it. And when the zinc is low, which is the note of C, it causes an ammonia reaction that attacks the lungs. We did, we six months, seven months ago we did that and warned that this was coming. So yes, I do believe that 
5G has something to do with it. I um, also believe, and I just lost the thought, so I might, oh, I believe it's man-made. When we look at the critters' frequencies that are causing this, it's an A and an A-sharp in the scale of 224. That doesn't happen in nature. And lots of other things show us that this, from what it looks like, they took a lot of snippets of uh, SARS and Ebola and they threw them in one pot to see what would happen. When you look at the voice prints, they are just ragged and torn, um, like half of the stuff's missing. Uh, it's an attack on the cells, but we could see that from the reaction. And one of the reasons that we're having problems getting this uh, approved or to the people is that we can't prove how it happens. So they've asked me, you know, what data do you have? We have lots of case studies, but they want, how are you doing it? We can't say because we don't know. But I also say to them, prove to me that creativity works. They can't. Only by outcomes can you prove creativity. And we say only by outcomes are we able to prove frequency healing. If someone then yeah, actually has the... I was just thinking that, you know, I've had looked at my voice and the different notes in my voice and seen which ones that I um, am lacking. And if I tone that note and then I redo my voice, when I make that sound, just a little bit, but I'm increasing that note into my body, maybe we need to um, prove that people ingest sound. So like what you tune into, you become. Um, it's what you listen to, you ingest. It alters who you are. Well, one of the things that we've been able to prove is if we give you frequency of oxygen by sound, it will increase your oxygen with a pulse oximeter. I don't know what more there you go. That's perfect. Yeah, that's a great thing to give them. I think that's beautiful. And they're having trouble with these ventilators and getting people the oxygen. Why not give it to them by sound? And why not give it to a room full of people? We're not going to run out of sound, even though we're running out of medication. If someone currently has the coronavirus, would it be recommended that they not connect into their smartphones in the event that that might be connected to 5G? We don't have anybody to prove it on. So we've never been able to actually have somebody in our presence that has coronavirus to see what the sound will do. We're only working with the vocal prints right now. We don't have a white room to where we, we don't want to be exposed to it, but I will give the doctors the numbers if they want to try it. So in the end, for people who are thinking, well, there may be a connection between the 5G and the virus, 
What can they do about it? Not much because it's being foisted upon us. Some countries have outlawed it. You can read a lot of articles where it kills birds that come in contact to it. To it, A lot of articles out there, but boy, at this point, I don't know what to believe. <laughs> I'm with you on that, Sherry. Oh, my. Well, Jill, could you very, very slowly spell out for listeners your website address? Sure. There's two. Jill's, J-I-L-L-S, Wings, W-I-N-G-S, of, O-F, Light, L-I-G-H-T, dot com. And the second site is Coronavirus org. And Sherry, could you do the same for your website? I also have two. Sound Health Options, S-O-U-N-D-H-E-A-L-T-H-O-P-T-I-O-N-S. Now that's where they can jump on and, and get our classes and software and stuff. And then Sound Health Portal, P-O-R-T-A-L, that's our online workstation where they can learn to do this for themselves or leave us a vote sample and we'll get a report back to them. As listeners reflect back on hearing this fascinating and encouraging discussion about how sound can really have a huge impact on our health and wellness, what do you most want people to remember about this interview? Jill, what would you say you would want people to remember tomorrow? Your body knows what's best for you. If it feels right, it is right. If there's a sound or piece of music that makes you feel good, I would suggest you listen to it. If there's a sound you can make, and practice making different ones and pay attention to how they feel. I just think it's beautiful that your body's intelligent and your body knows what you need to heal and your body will make it pleasurable. I mean, how beautiful is that? (laughs) Really? And Sherry, the same question to you. That they know that there's nothing wrong with their voice. It's what they do about it that makes a difference. And we can help them individuate what they need exactly. I want to dispel fear and increase options. So for both of you, the truth is that, to my knowledge, there's no Nobel Prize for the work that you're doing. But I just want to say that although I don't have this authority, I want to award each of you the Nobel Prize of being true revolutionaries and pioneers in the medicine of the future, which, as you so beautifully describe, is actually ancient wisdom. So you've been able to actually identify what people knew many centuries ago that we are just rediscovering today for your work, for your courage, for your contributions, and for being able to help so many millions of people be able to get their immune systems stronger, able to fend off viruses and problems I, on behalf of members of all of my audience, thank each of you profoundly. 
Thank you. We are a transitional science. People will be hearing about this for millennia to come. It is the medicine of the future. And that's what's happening here on the shores of the Puget Sound, where all the women are smart, all the men are handsome, and all of the children are profoundly loved. Know that by virtue of the fact that you have been listening to this fascinating interview, that you, in fact, are discovering what the medicine of the future is going to really look like. Thank you so much for being here, a part of Parkinson's Recovery audience. That's global and being a supporter of all that we do as well. I'm your host, Robert Rogers, the founder of Parkinson's Recovery. Thank you so much for being a part of today. And don't forget, please, each and every one of you, to start listening to Jill's sounds beginning today. And also connect them to Sherry Edwards' website so that you can get your free analysis of, in fact, what types of tones and notes and sounds you might need to have supported in order to make sure that your immune system is fully, fully in all the strength and the vibrancy that it needs to be in order to be able to fend off any and all viruses. Thank you so much for being here, a part of Parkinson's Recovery. And for both of you, thank you for being guests on the program today. It was awesome. Thank you for listening, everybody. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.